Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I'm just back from a week and a half away, most of it, at the Friends General Conference Gathering. Short name, FGC, a gathering held this year in Grinnell, Iowa. There were all kinds of interesting, talented, and profound people at this national gathering, both Quakers and some non-Quakers. One of the musical folks I was able to get to share his song of the soul is today's guest, Don Pardee. While music is far from being Don's day job, it clearly is a constant theme playing underneath the other events in his life. So, for today's Song of the Soul, we'll go to room 1245 in the Science Building on the campus of Grinnell University, Iowa, for a visit with Don Pardee. Don, I'm so pleased you can be with me here today, finally, for Song of the Soul. I appreciate the invitation, and I'm glad that the folks could be here to enjoy this. I appreciate your persistence. Mark has been trying to get me to do this radio broadcast for probably five years. Patience is one of my (laughs) virtues. I've got a lot of other things that aren't virtues, but it's a great mix. How long have you been doing music, Don? I, the first thing that I heard about from you was Faces of Hope. So Mm -hmm. that's, that was my first contact with music, and I said, I need to speak to this guy. My grandmother gave me a trumpet when I was in fifth grade, and so I went through the standard elementary school music training, played that all the way through high school, ended up auditioning at the University of Connecticut with trumpet, and got in there and played uh, for three years in the symphony orchestra, 
So as a classical musician, during the 60s, late 60s, when all the rioting was you know, breaking out, I had long hair down over my shoulders and I looked like a hippie. And I'm really, I was more of a classical musician. <laughs> but picked up the guitar. I, when I started teaching music, there was a guitar club. And I didn't play the guitar. And the student said, Mr. Pardee, you would be great playing guitar. And, and I said, well, you know, I don't have a guitar left, so go get one. So I went and got a cheap guitar. And for like two years, every Thursday night, I'd get together with a couple of students, and they taught me to play the guitar. Your students taught you the guitar. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm still friends. Robin Sazi was one of the students in the school I taught at. We still exchange Facebook stuff now. Great. How does music feature in your career? I mean, you went on from the symphony on to... I taught music. I have a degree in music education, and I taught at Haddon Killingworth High School and junior high school for uh, five years. The pay after five years was about $11,000 a year, and I thought maybe I could do better elsewhere. So I left teaching and then got into sales, had a career for 30 years in sales and support and training. And so I worked with clients and customers and, you know, in that realm. Now music definitely took a back seat, but I kept playing guitar, plunking away, writing songs, composing, arranging. And right now I work at the uh, UWM College of Nursing. I'm a media specialist, and my job involves helping professors put their course content onto the Internet. Part of that includes using audio recording where we take a lecture, and we put that in PowerPoint, and then they record their voice. So the students get to know the professor through their voice using PowerPoint, and we put that online. It's really a, a special place. I'm so impressed with the professors and what they're able to do in terms of their research. People are doing stuff on AIDS research. They're doing stuff on making the language of nursing uniform throughout the world. I mean, we have internationally respected people. So all in all, it's been just super. And they, they need the kind of background that I have relative to computers to work with the professors. So. And, and sound. So you can master your own CDs. You can do that kind of thing? I do some amount of, of work with a computer and, and using software called Sony Vegas, which allows you to have multi-track audio studio as well as video. So I, I make, you know podcasts for the college, and I, I do videos occasionally. A couple of weeks ago, I made a video of a, a woman who has a relationship with young people in Kenya. They are in need of all sorts of things, and she, she was trying to you know, work on raising funds for her effort there, a project called Feed a Family Project. And so she came to me and said, I know you know how to do video. I've tried this myself. I'm just not going to get it to happen. And so I said, well, come on and we'll talk. And so I just sat down with her and we worked up a video that's five minutes long. It has a little video clip of the students in Kenya, but it's got a guitar track underneath that I composed and recorded. And so I'm using my own artistic sense to assist in the production of college and nursing stuff. You said you were in the symphony. Classical music was who Don Pardy was. I don't connect that with you. I wouldn't have connected that with you because what I know about you is you help with the music at Milwaukee Friends Meeting. I think of you as a folk musician, not a classical musician. Your hair isn't long enough to be quite classical. Right. It, what happened? Well, when I was 35, I was playing softball and I got hit in the eye by a softball. I was fielding a grounder. It hit a stone. It came up and hit me in the eye and really bloodied the eye and then it knocked me cold. I was in the hospital and whatnot. So anyways, 10 years later, I started to have a detached retina and so I ended up getting a scleral buckle on there and it, it fixed it. But when you play trumpet, which was my major in college and what I played in the symphony, when you play trumpet, there's a lot of head pressure 
and it, I was just really concerned that I was going to detach my retina. So I just decided, you know what, that horn's going to have to sit in the case. And so I continued to play the guitar. The other thing about playing trumpet is that you go to a, you know, somebody's party or somebody's lakefront home and you want to sit outside and play guitar, guitar's great. And trumpet, well, not so much, you know. <laughs> So it was practical answer to being a mm -hmm. sociable person. Right, right. Well, tell me about the music that you want to share for your Song of the Soul. Well, I've been uh, composing music for a long time. I don't have a, a vast library of stuff, but I'd like to start with a song called CB4. It's the one I did at the Paps, and I think it's uh, pretty neat work. Watching the time ticking off of my pocket watch I wonder, is it telling the real time? What is a moment to someone who's been around? I ponder, is it knowing the sublime? Were we to see before? It was our time to be Life would not mean so much Oh, wait, see Were we to see before It was our time to be Life would not mean so much But with less than my full sight Certain of sounds In a springtime rain day I listen Am I hearing all I might Let a note be struck On an instrument And it sounds an eternal echo Vibration is created An invisible wave On the shoreless ocean of space And the sound Is never lost Feeling the earth Feeling in my heart Sensing the beauty of light over water I know I'm here to do my part Were we to see before It was our time to be Life would not mean so much Oh, wait, see our time to be life would not mean so much oh wait see 
Viking. See Before by Don Pardee. Here with me today for a Song of the Soul. So how does that fit with your spiritual journey? And one of the things I was thinking as I was listening to it, Don, was that there's always in spiritual or religious circles a lot made out of the prophets who are people who do get to see before and they're the authorities for us, right? Mm -hmm. But you go like, maybe that's not the way to do it. So how does that fit for you spiritually or, or in your life? I guess I'm a, I'm a pretty patient person and so I've seen over time, you know, as my life has evolved, you know, I mean, I've been fortunate and blessed in a number of ways, but I see the goodness is coming, you know, later. And I just have to be patient and wait for it. I mean, it's not like I have to push for it or strive for it. It just comes. Are you naturally an impatient person or a patient person? No, I'd say, I'd say generally I'm pretty patient, yeah. Well, that's too bad you haven't had to struggle with the impatience <laughs> I've had to struggle with, which is part of my spiritual growth, you know, uh -huh. to, to experience the impatience and then find out, no, it was just fine if I had just put my faith somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Is a part of this faith for you that, you know, that you don't have to be impatient? I guess it, I find it really nice that I don't have to be impatient. You know, I can settle into that and kind of relax into my life and not be striving. I think when I was younger, I was a little bit more impatient. So it, maybe it's just a matter of time and appreciating it. But the song was written at least 20 years ago. So, oh. I mean, and I've had it ever since, and I still play it. And so it's a meaningful song to me, and it, and it, it speaks to, to being able to sit back and, and chill a bit. You mentioned earlier that you have a CD out on CD Baby. Mm -hmm. When was that CD made? Is it, uh, you know, is it 20 years ago? It's what is about this? 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the next one is coming? I'll have to be uh, be working on it. I mean, each year I sit down and I create a yellow folder on, on my computer and I say, you know, CD 2009, CD 2010, and I just put songs in there. And What's the CD out on CD Baby called? It's called House Blend. House Blend. Mm -hmm. okay. So it was to appeal for the coffee house kind of thing. Did you ever do touring in coffee houses or do you do that I play. I play about, I'd say, every four to five months I play at a coffee house. Um, in Milwaukee, there's a coffee house scene, and, you know, my wife Linda kind of jokes with me, and she said, you know, it's the it's the folk dudes. <laughs> you know? And the folk dudes get together, and they play their tunes. And so what's been fascinating is that this group of 20 uh, musicians or so gets together once a month on a Tuesday night at this one guy's house, and we just play. We trade, go around a circle, you know, and say, okay, I've got a song, and you know, here's what the key is, and everybody just jams along. And then out of that group, little subgroups get formed. And so I've played in you know, the JT Bandits, which were six of us, and we did all exclusively James Taylor's music. I played with Linda and uh, a couple other guys, and we had a small group called the New Old Friends. You know, and so we have these little spin-offs, and then the Party Boys and Jerry Danks was the latest iteration, and that's what we did at the Pabst. You mentioned James Taylor. Is he one of your heroes, or your? Well, I, I definitely was influenced by James Taylor. I mean, that was the time when I started to play the guitar, and his music was just out. I got to see him in Waterbury, Connecticut, before he got into the drug scene. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the latest DVD of, with James Taylor. He's talking from a venue that he and Carol King played at in uh, San Francisco. And uh, he talks about that time in his life and how difficult being on heroin was. 
and that he feels that he's one of like you know five percent of the population who ever went on that who could literally got off it and has lived a life. But James Taylor has been performing for you know over thirty five years. He's got a, a repertoire that's just amazing, and so I've learned a number of his songs and uh, really really enjoy that. I've got a I've got a, a so I'm going to segue away from James Taylor for just a second and play a song by a, a group called Iron and Wine. Um, and I was attracted to this in terms of the spirit of it because it deals with death. I think it's a popular song where people don't really know the words. Uh, they don't really understand the words, but it's popular for uh, the musicality of it. And so uh, this is a song called Naked As We Came. says wake up it's no use pretending I'll keep stealing breathing her birds are leaving over autumn's ending one of us will die inside these arms eyes wide says if I leave before you darling don't you waste me in the ground I lay smiling like our sleeping children one of us will die inside these arms eyes wide
Naked As We Came by Iron and Wine, performed mm -hmm. here by Don Pardis, my song and soul guest today. So, death, what a mm -hmm. uplifting subject there. <laughs> is cremation the way you want to go? It is. It is. And have you and Linda got this worked out? Your wife, Linda, she's, you've got where your ashes are going to be scattered? Where, yep. where is that? Yeah, or can you for tell? Me, for me, it's in Old Saber, Connecticut. Off the end of the dock at Dock and Dine. Is that where you grew up? Are you from out there? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Old Saybrook. Never been. No. Never been. Beautiful little town right at the mouth of the Connecticut River. Just a, a sweet little place. How long have you been in Milwaukee? About 30 years. But home's still there, huh? Yeah. Huh. And, it, and it's funny. I Sometimes I really miss the salt air. There's something about the ocean and the tides that I don't get in, in, in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, you've got a lake that's just, you know, as big as an ocean. I mean, you look out, you can't see the other side. I mean, it looks like an ocean. But you don't get the tides, and you don't get that salt air smell and, and whatnot. What's your background religiously before you came to Milwaukee? Well, in the early, early days, I was congregational in Saybrook. It was one of these things where... My parents were going through some difficult times, and they would drop us off at the church and run, you know, and then an hour and a half later, come pick us up. So not exactly a, a fun thing. But um, over time, I got involved with a Christian Advent group, uh, or Advent Christian, I should say. And that was, that was as close as I've ever gotten to being, you know, right-wing fundamentalist and, you know, that kind of intense religiosity. I pulled back from all types of religion for a number of years, when I got together with Linda, her dad was a United Methodist minister. And so I was a choir director at the church where he was at for five years. And so I was exposed to the uh, John Wesley School of Religion. I enjoyed the music there. The sermon approach to things, it wasn't my cup of tea. And then um, Linda and I, when we had our children, were looking for a place, a spiritual home. And we, it was kind of funny uh, we went to a number of different places, like the Unitarian Church, or like Plymouth uh, has, a, a, I think, a Baptist church. And we went to a couple different places, and finally Linda was studying anthropology, and she had a special assignment where she had to do an ethnography. And so she went and studied the Quakers. And she interviewed people like Bill Brown and Rebecca North and some of the, what I call, weighty Quakers in Milwaukee, and um, said, we should try this out. And so we went, brought our kids. So we've been, Linda's a member, and I'm a long-term attender of our Milwaukee Monthly Meeting, and we've been there since Aaron, our son, uh, who's now 17, since he was zero. He, he was just born, and we started that. And it's been a, a great spiritual home for us. When you said anthropology, I was thinking, you know, digging up bones and such. You have to dig up all these old Quaker bones <laughs> and find out and follow them. It's just, yeah. it, it's interesting. Yeah. So place at work. How does that work, though, with your music? Because uh, what you mentioned, you know, like the United Methodist, mm -hmm. one of the things you enjoyed was the music. I, I think there are a number of people, because we do the silent worship, they say, I, I want to go to church and do music. I want to sing it. And I have the opportunity in Milwaukee to either lead or co-lead the music that happens every Sunday at 9.30. So between 9.30 and 10.10, there's always a music thing going on. We do sing a cappella. And so we take a hymnal and we sing hymns from the Quaker hymnal. 
where we do folk music out of the uh, Rise Up Singing book. Been doing that for for years, and so that's how I've kind of kept the music, you know, kept the guitar playing going and the singing going, even when I was busy, 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 busy at work. Well, good. I'm glad you met both those needs. What other kind of music do you have for us? I'm going to do a song that I wrote about my grandmother, who passed away a number of years ago, called Portrait of a Lady. Draw me a picture of someone who's gone Shaded with memories, help me along She was a lady of style and grace Make sure that somehow it shows In her face Draw me a picture of someone so kind Eyes all intelligence, flesh so refined She was a lady, a mystery I'm sure Living her life in a way True to her Draw me a picture of someone so wise Lover of learning, hater of lies She was a lady with principles of steel Always so willing to give And to Continues to pull me along, making me humble, making me strong. She was a lady of style and grace. Make sure that somehow it shows in her face. of a lady, Don Pardee, wrote it, performed it. You know, the folks who go before us so often are a part of us. You were speaking of the ways that she, some of her values, I guess, what do you think you carry in you that was part of her? I think there's an awful lot, actually. My grandmother grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, had an uncle who was a professor at Yale. Her father was a, uh, he owned a uh, marble quarry and a marble business. So they made marble, you know, countertops and anything you can make out of marble, that's what they did. So she grew up in a what I would consider high society of the early 1900s. And then her husband was in World War 1 
had a lot of difficulty and um, in the crash of 33 committed suicide. He was an investment banker. She then had to raise two kids who were five and six years old, my dad and my uncle. And um, she carried herself unbelievably well throughout all that. She was a kindergarten teacher in my hometown for 25 years. I had her, had my grandmother as a kindergarten teacher. She had most of the selectmen and the mayor of the town as, as students. And so when they would get uppity at these town hall meetings, she would just look at them and say, Frank, I, I remember putting your, helping you put your boots on when you were five. Don't give me that, you know. And so she was a wonderful woman, totally supportive of, of the four boys in my family. Your sense of justice, your sense of equality, and what kind of values can you say that are yours that grandma would say, that's my grandson? Well, my grandmother wouldn't ever say that uh, in, in those tones or, you know, in, in that particular way. But um, there, was, there was a sense of fairness that I would say that I live with to this day, a sense of doing the right thing, a sense of caring. I mean, this is a woman who, who 25 years spent her life you know, working with children and cared. I mean, they, they planted a tree in memorial of her at the elementary school where she worked after she retired. She's just, she was just a loving person, and, and I carry a lot of that love in my heart. Great to hear. You mentioned James Taylor as one of your influences. The music I've heard so far has been soft. Mm -hmm. Do you ever rock out? I mean, you, you've mentioned these different <laughs> groups you hang out with and you jam with. It. Yeah. You, you're one of those two? Um, I wouldn't say I rock out. I, I you know, the, I'll, I'll play, I'll play a, a rockish version of uh, Fire and Rain for you. Okay, so just okay. give, give you a, a sense of that. James Taylor song. Yeah. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. And Suzanne, the plans they made to put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song I just can't remember who to send it to I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus Gotta help me make a stand You just got to see me through another day my body's aching and my time is at hand And I won't make it any other way hey, now I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end 
seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again I've been walking my mind to an easy time Back turned towards the sun Lord knows when the cold wind blows It'll turn your head around Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line Talking about things to come Sweet dreams and flying machines And pieces on the ground now I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end Seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just a few things coming my way this time around Thought I'd see you, thought I'd see you fire and rain. James Taylor. James Taylor and Don Pardee, his alter ego. <laughs> Don Pardee is with me here today for Song of the Soul. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production. Website northernspiritradio.org. Find links to my guests there, my archives of the past six years, and you can find all kinds of useful information of all sorts. I hopefully you can find something connecting us to Don Pardee, at least to CD Baby, where you can get your first CD. The second one, soon to come along. Uh, again, I, I speak as an optimist. That song was Fire and Rain. James Taylor was the person who wrote it, and Don performed it here. Do I remember correctly something from many decades ago? That didn't he write that when he was in the hospital? Maybe when he's recuperating. I think so, yeah. yeah. That was part of the history there, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. It, why is it James Taylor is particular one of your musical influences? What about him? I find that that James Taylor has a sensibility, a musical sensibility that's pretty much unlike any other artist. I mean, I listen to this guy play the guitar, and I just think about how he crafts a song. How does, you know, what does it take to make music and make it be salient, you know, to make the, so that people can absorb it and, and listen to the lyrics multiple times and still be attracted to it? Part of it's the chord changes. Uh, part of it's the little finger-style introductions that he does, you know. Like, an, as an example, there's a song, Something in the Way She Moves, is... You know, and that's just that little riff sets the whole tone. Other musicians would come out and say, okay, well, there's something in the way she moves, you know, 
and it wouldn't sound the same. So there's a sensibility that he has to offer that I find really incredibly attractive. Plus, I am impressed that he was able to, you know, kick that heroin habit, you know, many, many years ago, and then live a very productive life. And um, I don't know if you've had a chance to see his latest DVD. My son bought it for me. It's him at Pittsfield Theater in Massachusetts, where they renovated this old theater. And then he opened the theater when it was all done and sang a concert to eh, 400 of his most favorite friends, you know. Amazing. And he, he piped in. He piped in the Tanglewood Singers from Tanglewood, Massachusetts. It's like the Boston Symphony Chorus. And they are singing James Taylor's harmonies behind him in a couple of different songs. You know, and just, he's really open to new technology, open to new ideas, but a gifted, gifted songwriter and composer. And there's something about the lyrics that must resonate with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? I mean, sometimes it's just a, it's a fact, but... I think part of it's that, that the phrases that he builds, they're not camp. They're not what you would expect. You know, I, I'm thinking of a, a song that he did, um, Run before the wind, run before the rain, over yonder hill, up around the bend, never asking why, never knowing when, every now and then, there he goes again. So the point is that he's using these phrases and the syncopation that he does. I mean, it's wild how syncopated that phrase was, I just said. I mean, it's wild. And so he's able to incorporate that kind of stuff into his songs. And to me, that's really captivating. Well, give us some more music here. What's next for your Song of the Soul? Let me do, let me do a song that is a favorite of mine. And it's a song that puts you in a comfort zone as a musician. It's called The Lion Song. It's by a band out of Boston called Herod and Funk. It's a duo, a couple of guitar players and singers. These two lions that I know, as beautiful as they are strong, sleeping in each other's arms. And when the thunder rocks your bones And the night is cold and long The jungle kept me warm ooh, 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 go out on your boat and the wind is whipping you and you feel the water rising see a line of blue on blue is given as a gift to you so keep your eyes on that horizon
when you go out on your horse and you hit a tangled course, feel the pressure underneath. See the green rush by your head. You will break out, you will make a run that's fleet of feet. Cause what have we not been given? What have we not been shown? These two lions that I know As beautiful as they are strong Sleeping in each other's arms and when the thunder rocks your bones And the night is cold and long Their jungle kept me Thank you, thank you. Beautiful song, Don. Beautiful song. Who is that by again? That was by Herod and Funk. It's a little band out of Boston. Herod and Funk, like King Herod? Like uh, Herod, the um, store in London. Oh, like Herod's. H-A-R-R-O-D. And Funk, F-U-N-C-K. The Lion Song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. The images in it are strangely contrasting. When you talk about lions... And then in each other's arms, I just, uh, you know, I thought lions were supposed to be ferocious or something. And then, you but know, if and, you think about the mother lion and the father lion, you know, getting together, laying there, you know, calmly, mm -hmm. strong. It's a great image. Huh. Who's lions in your life? What kind of lions are you? you well, you know? I, mean, I mean, you know, my grandmother was one of those lions, the lionesses, you know. Okay. Um, uh, my wife is clearly a lion. My kids are the cubs, you know. It's a. Uh, I've had a number of. I've had a number of lions throughout my life. I, I think back to my days with Frank. Ron Jubinville was a lion for me at that time. That guy taught me to paint a house, and I mean, I've painted my own house twice now. Just not from the knowledge I gained in that little summer, a couple summers I worked as a painter with this one teacher. That's a lion. That's somebody who takes the time with you to teach you a skill. That's a life skill that you carry with you the rest of your life. Fabulous. That's a, that's a lion. The obvious next question, Don, is are you a lion? Well, I hope so. I, I think of the things that I'm imparting to my daughter and my son. I'm hoping that I'm uh, behaving that, that way and, and acting that way. You know, we're doing Song of the Soul here. And mm -hmm. where's your soul wrapped up in that song, the lion song? I mean, can you name the part of your soul that's... It, it has to do with a sense of security. It has a, a, a you know, I, I had a, a very troubled childhood. I think I've kind of gotten through that, you know. And singing that song gives me a sense of warmth, a sense of things are going to be all right. There's, there's strength in our family. And it's, uh, so that's a powerful image for me. 
I don't try and bring up too much of my stuff in these interviews, but one of the things that I've got to say, and I'm just wondering if this image resonates for you, when I was going through a troubled end of a relationship and was feeling a lot of insecurity, at one point I did meditation, prayer, imagery, and for a half an hour I nursed at the breast of God, which... Uh, the, the power of being folded in those, uh, maybe you'd call them even lion's arms, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. The power and the nurture being mixed is not what I usually had thought of, and so it took me completely by surprise mm -hmm. to find myself metaphysically there. Mm -hmm. uh, relates or not? I mean, I'm not sure if that... Yeah, I mean, there is, a, there is a sense of warmth and security in that that maybe I was missing as a kid, and so... To me, in some sense, music is meditative. I mean, I, I sit with the guitar. I mean, I've been playing this guitar since 1975, you know. And so when you feel the body of a guitar, you know, and you play, I mean, I'm, I'm a legend in my own living room, you know what I mean? <laughs> I play a lot of just to myself or to whoever's around who, who can stand to listen. But there's a... I mean, there's a, there's a magic to music. I mean, I, when there's a guy, Jerry, who I just played this gig with in June amazing musician and so when the two of us are sitting there playing and recording magic happens i mean it's a really cool thing and so to have over a long period of time develop the skill and then to get with somebody who's equally or better than me and sit down and play and, and record something that's it, a magical thing wild guess of course since you're associated with quakers i can make this guess you don't feel much need to put things into theological words, forms, creeds, that kind of thing. I'm wondering if music is maybe how you speak your soul. Is that a fair statement? Or maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do the other, too. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually finding myself pretty content with life in that, that I can go into a Quaker meditative space at will and kind of get into a, a quiet zone and it's really helpful to settle stuff down and, and to and to think clearly. But I don't I don't think I I may be expressing my soul through my music, but I, I'm not sure I am, you know, or I'm not trying to, let's put it that way. I've written one song for the Milwaukee Friends meeting. I was actually hired to do it. It's the song Faces of Hope, which I could end with tonight if that seems okay. I, I'd love to hear it. Of course it's one that I actually know that you wrote. <laughs> because I was there for the 50th anniversary. Try 
try to do what is right All of us equal More than one might We sit in silence We look for the light We are the faces of hope For each other out to others when they have a need we look to our mother earth when we plant a seed Seeking the Spirit, we journey along, each of us knowing it's here we belong. We sit in silence, we look for the light. We are the faces of hope for each other. We sit in silence. We look for the light. We are the faces of hope. Beautiful, beautiful song there, Don. Thanks so much. It's a great gift you've given to us. Milwaukee Friends Meeting in the Wider World. Thanks so much for joining me here today for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. It's really fun. Today's Song of the Soul guest was Don Pardee, interviewed before a live audience at the National Friends General Conference Gathering in Grinnell, Iowa. You can order Don's CD on cdbaby.com and easily get to it by following the link from my northernspiritradio.org. The songs you heard today were not studio recordings, but I thought you might like to hear a portion of his studio production of Faces of Hope, including the delightful vocals by Don's wife, Linda. Here's a portion of that recording, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Don Pardee, Faces of Hope. 
along Each of us knowing It's here we belong We sit in silence We look for the light We are the faces of hope For each other We sit in silence We look for the light The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.